You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today we are going to talk this out a little bit. The question at hand, how do some personal trainers get away with charging so much money? How do they charge so much, and why can't I? <laughs> why can't I get that kind of money? I'm going to tell you how this story came about. I had somebody reach out to me, and it was kind of a series of questions, but one of them is kind of almost venting where she wanted to, it was somebody that she had seen online that she had worked with or followed. And she said, you know, for my birthday, I want a session with this person who runs this company. And she reached out and she said, do you do one-on-ones? And the answer was yes. And she found out how much it cost. And then the answer was no. And the price that the person was charging that ran this company that uh, it was a fitness company that was charging was $500 for an hour session, $500 for an hour session. Um, I'm not paying that. I'm not getting that, but that's a lot of money. So she said, well, what about somebody that's not you that works underneath you? How much? And she was like, well, that's 200 or $250 an hour. And she was like, this is crazy. How do people get away with charging so much money? And I got to be honest, my rates aren't cheap. And when I started shifting to more expensive rates, I actually felt guilty about it. I felt guilty because a lot of the things that I do is because I want other people to have access to what I can provide. And so it was cutting a lot of people out denying access essentially for for my services and i realized that you know i i had to to back off of that because here's why and now this goes back to what this other person was doing too that she was a business owner and here's the thing business owners don't need to train and they don't need to train so much and they can charge more because it has to be worth their time to stop working on their business in or whatever else they're doing in their life, if they're not working on their business, to stop doing whatever else to make some extra cash. So for some people, it's it's just extra. It's a little extra money. This is not, the one-on-ones is not how they make their money. They are business owners and to hit pause on the business to do a one-on-one training session. They charge a lot because it takes them away from the work that they do that helps them make money. And here's the other thing. They're probably not training a lot. I mean, if I were making $500 an hour, there's no way. And consecutive, I was doing 20, 30, 40 hours a week. I wouldn't even own the businesses. I I would stop running businesses and just train people. That's I'm making attorney money and I wouldn't even have to pay into the attorney firm. It would just be me making the money. That's that's good dollars. But some people, they're not, they're not training a full book of clients at $500 an hour. And if they are, more power to them. Because I, even my producer, um, uh, Eric and I were talking, I was like, what are we going to name this show? And he said, overcharging for personal training. And I was like, I don't know if they're overcharging. I don't know if they're overcharging. Because they may not actually want to be training that much 
and to be able to hit the brakes and take time to go train. Like if I got a couple of clients that pay 500 bucks for a training session, I'll, I will stop whatever I'm doing. I will stop training another person to train that person <laughs> to be the $500. That's incredible, right? Here's the thing. And I want to I want to talk about this and stay with me on this because there's an outcome I want to discuss with this. But with that being said, before I get there, I'm going to also say that you would think that the people that are charging this much money have advanced degrees in the field. You would think that they're they're not just bachelor's degrees, but we're talking about master's degrees, doctorates, things like that. Most of them don't. Most of them don't have uh, higher education in the field necessarily. In fact, I knew a guy that trained at a gym that I was working at as an independent trainer. He charged $300 per session. And I found out that he wasn't even certified. He didn't even have a certification, but he was one of those guys that were like, I'm so much smarter than certifications, certifications. Uh, uh, I could write my own certification. They just, they teach to blah, blah, blah. And he's going on about that. And was like, oh, you must be so incredibly smart. Um, but it's interesting how people kind of, if you create that thing where you're like, I am so smart and nobody can teach me anything, then if you get people to buy into it and have money and people with a lot of money, love to buy into the things where it's like my trainer doesn't have certifications because he's so smart. He could be, he could write his own certifications. Um, you know, some people are just looking for excuses to spend money. And I know all of you are like, who are they? Who are they? Because I want to train them. I want to train the people that are just looking for excuses to spend money. But how does it happen? How do, how do, how do you find these people? And how, how did these trainers get into the position to be able to do that? And I'm going to say this, it's a combination of business branding and, and your story. So your story sells a lot about what it is that you can charge. And business branding is the story of your business. And if it's just you doing one-on-one, -on -one, then your story and the business brand are the same. They are, they are synonymous because your story is telling the brand uh, is guiding the brand, is identifying and defining the brand of your business. But it also has to, it relies on the environment. The environment, well, I, I live in New York City. I know people in uh, Chicago that charge a lot. I know people in LA that charge a lot. I know there are people in, especially some of the bigger and very affluent cities where it's easier than to separate the the trainers that that are starting out the trainers that are new with the trainers that are experienced but then the experienced trainers and the trainers that are charging a ton of money there's a big difference in how they sell the story how do they do that um and and the answer is i'm not entirely sure how they do it because if that were the case, I'd be the one charging that exact same amount. I'm, I'm with you. Like if people are willing to pay it, I'm willing to do it. But here's what I want to say to you. This is the real takeaway here. They're not necessarily better trainers than you. 
And that's the most important thing. And you're thinking, well, maybe if I got smarter, maybe if I learned more, maybe if I got another degree, there are a lot of people with degrees out there, even advanced degrees in the field that are training less than people who just got their certification. Because there's something about those people with their certifications. It's not the cert that makes them so appealing. It is a them, their personality, the story that they bring, the way that they make you feel as a client. And there's a level of professionalism that's there. And I'll say if you're just shooting from the hip and just making up exercises, and you're not documenting and you're not tracking it, then there's, there's a chance that you're not separating yourself even from other good personal trainers and you can be not great at programming, but still writing it out and having it all lined up where the people who are buying your services are thinking this person is brilliant. And that's what we want. That's what we want. We want to feel that way. We want to feel like somebody's really paying attention to us, that people are spending their time on us. And if I can charge $500 a session, then I can really pay attention to the person that I'm training. Well, if you just started, you may not be better than people who are charging a lot of money. So with that being said, like you're just starting out, learn the ropes, right? Learn the ropes from the corporate gyms and connect with some of the trainers and vibe with them and train with them and grow together. But at some point, as, as you progress, like a lot of trainers aren't necessarily better than you. And if they are, follow and watch them and learn from them and progress like them so that you're not just saying that person's better than me, but you're saying that person is doing things that I don't do. How can I do that as well? And so I think about it sometimes where people are like, oh, you know, Rick's at the gym. He's not necessarily a better trainer than I am. And that may be absolutely true. I have a lot of great trainers at the gyms that I train out of. But, you know, and I also document everything on my phone and I can't help but think how many of those trainers look at me and they're like, Rick is on his phone again while training that client. I, I don't do that. I don't do that. This is all documentation, but I use my phone because it's easily accessible. I know some people that use iPads specifically so that other people around them don't think that they are on their phones doing something that they shouldn't be doing, that they're paying 100% attention to the client. But it doesn't make someone necessarily better at training. But can you deliver that program? Can I sell that to you? What are the other add-ins? Because here's the thing. When we talk about pricing, the price has to be worth the value. So the story is valuable the, um, what you get out of it. So how much do I connect outside of it? Am I providing content beyond it? Am I giving you homework and things to do? Am I delivering the, the workout that I wrote for you and saying, practice this at least a day or two before I see you the next time, or here are the things that I want you to do. Are you writing that stuff out and are you delivering that to them? Because that increases the value of what you do. So you could charge almost anything as long as you can provide the value for it. But I'm going to say that they may not be better than you at training, but they 
are better in certain aspects. And here are some of the aspects. One, they they are capitalizing on lucky breaks that allowed them to either train celebrities or CEO clients. Somehow, some way, they were able to connect and, and work with a celebrity, work with a CEO, work with somebody in the public eye, and they deliver incredible. Maybe not necessarily the best training session, but the best experience. And that experience allows that individual to say, oh, you're my person. You're my trainer. And I might even tell some of my CEO buddies about it, or I might tell my celebrity friends or my agent about it, and then be able to deliver your services to other people. Guess what? All of a sudden, prices start ratcheting up. And I've had the opportunity to work with quite a few celebrities, but there's one thing that the celebrity clients that you might be getting really excited about, I'm going to be able to train a celeb, is that I had to shift my schedule around to train some celebrity clients, but they didn't live in New York. They're just, they were doing shoots. They were working on projects. What happens when the project's over? So I can charge a large amount to open up my schedule and go train them. And that's might be why, but did I scorn my clients? Did my clients be like, oh, well, I guess they're more important than I am. Because one thing I've realized throughout the years, uh, training a lot of celebrities and things like that, is knowing that the the money that a, an accountant pays me or that an attorney or that um, a stay-at-home uh, uh, parent coming to the gym pays me, it is the same amount of money that I might charge for. And it's not 500 bucks, so don't get me wrong, but the same amount of money or... I'm losing money to move people around so I can go train somebody else somewhere else. So like, why would I train these other people when my steady regular business that is going to be the people that have been training with me for a long time and will continue to be training with me are currently training with me. So I hold on to the people that have been with me. And yeah, sometimes I raise my rates with them. We will talk about raising rates and inflation and things like that, maybe in another episode. But what else are they better at? Well, they might be better at networking. I mean, my goodness, you've got this celebrity person and now you've worked and networked and you're able to connect with more people, all right? So there's networking, that could be it. Connections, making connections. And that's not networking, that's how that person feels when you're with them. Are you connecting, truly connecting with the person that you're working with? Or are you just saying, hey, this is a good workout? Right, Because delivering a good workout is important, but delivering and creating a connection with somebody is vital if you want to continue to do that. They might be better at you at selling. Like If you don't buy into the value of what you're providing, then they're not going to. And so many of us are like, I'm so nervous to ask for $85 for a training session, for $100 for a training session, for however much money a training session. Well, that you're not going to charge $500 or $300 or $200. You're nervous at charging $75, $85, talking to people about money. That's, that's not going to cut it. So they're better at selling. And in order to sell, you got to talk about money. It's not weird. It's the price of business. It's not weird to talk about business. Just like it's not weird to look at a 
a, a, a shirt or a blouse and you, well, you look at it and you go, there's no price tag on this. How much is it? And they tell you the person that you ask isn't going, oh, I can't believe they asked me that. I can't, I have to tell them how much money it is. And I'm so nervous. That's, why is that? Why are you nervous? That's how much it is. That's how much it is. It'd be the same thing as if there was a price tag on there. I mean, you put a price tag, you say, this is how much I cost on my website. People know. Can you sell that? We talked for a moment about branding, and I think branding is a big part of it too. Are you able to deliver a story? Do you have a story that you can share and a story that is of value? to the people you're selling your services to. Can you do that? What's your story? What's your story and how do you meld your story into your personal brand? A personal brand just means your story along with the service that you provide. How do you do that? Otherwise, you can't just say, I'm a certified personal trainer because let's hope that everybody's certified personal trainer. So how what how are you distinguished again? Oh, well, I have a degree. Okay, well, that degree might distinguish you a little bit. Oh, I have these uh, specialty certifications. Okay, well, that might be of value to certain people. What's your story? Because anybody can get a degree. Anybody can get a certification, all that kind of stuff. But it's your story that nobody else can have. Which means if I train with you, nobody else has you as my trainer except for a handful of other people. So I am a part of your story. I'm a part of your brand. And that is valuable to people. What are some of the things that they're better at than you? Well, branding, business, selling, connections maybe, networking maybe. And maybe they just got lucky. But one thing they are likely not better at than you is training. So you keep learning, you keep studying, you keep making applications, and you just keep being an incredible trainer. And then you can work on all the other things to help magnify your business. And if you ever make $200 an hour, $300 an hour, please, please reach out to me and tell me how. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, if this struck a nerve with you, please make a comment, like, share, subscribe, all of those things. You want to reach out to me about ideas for topics for me to talk about on the show, feel free to do that. You can do it on Instagram. You can DM me at dr.rickritchie, or you can email me at rick.richie, R-I-C-H-E-Y, at nasm.org. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.